Welcome to episode 30 of the Parallel Physiques podcast. Oh my gosh, today is a good one. Guys, listen up. We have Jace Lopez on the show talking about how he became a coach, when he became a coach, the ups and downs, the ins, the outs, uh, where he's at now, and really get into the nitty gritty of what coaching really means and how best to coach our clients. And really the key to that is mindset. And he goes into that so, so well. If you don't know Jace, come on in. If you do know Jace, get your butt in here. I know you're probably already there. He's an amazing guy. He's got a ton of energy. We're so excited to have him on the show. Welcome, everyone, to episode 30. Welcome, everyone, to episode 30. 30? No. Yes. Are we on episode Mm -hmm. 30 already? Episode 30 of the Parallel Physiques podcast. Today, we are joined by Jace Lopez. He is like energy bottled, shaken, exploded. (laughs) This is going to be a fun episode. If you don't know Jace, you need to follow him. And believe me, I'm going to put his information in the uh, show notes for you. But today, today, we're going to talk all things uh, good coaching, how to be one. Are you one? Could you be one? I don't even know. We're just going to hear from Jace today about his journey where he's been and how he knows Kenneth, because I just got to meet Jace for the first time today. So I'm super excited. So welcome to the show, Jace. Yes. Thank you, Laura. I'm very excited. Uh, I know you guys have a successful, successful podcast and I heard the statistic on another podcast. It said, uh, 90, was it 90% of podcasters, they quit after three episodes. What? 90% quit after 20 episodes. So if you guys are on episode 30, you're, you're, you're the one percentile, right? <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's Pause crazy. for clapping. Pause for clapping. All right. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many subscriptions we have yet, but that's uh, that's encouraging. Yeah. I would say yeah. we maybe are just oblivious and we just keep doing what we do. Yeah, mm. that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, Jace, tell us about yourself. I want to know, kind of from start to finish, where you started, and you can you can dive into like a little personal stuff too, too, if you want, but. Like kind of where you started in your career at the bottom and then kind of where you are now. And then we'll talk about how we met and then we'll go yeah. from there. No, yeah. awesome. I'm excited. Seems, <clears throat> I do I do a few podcasts a month and it seems like every time this question comes up, it's always like some different angle or some different story, you know? So, <laughs> uh, right. but for the audience, uh, I do have ADD. I'm very passionate and also I'm, I'm from Louisiana, so I'll talk really fast. So I'm gonna do my best to, to storytell here, okay? So, uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm 33 years old and um, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do for the majority of my life. You know, like I grew up, um, <clears throat> I always felt as I was like a uh, a burden to people, you know, like my mom was a single mom, you know, my brother, he was driving, he was working, and I was like staying home and just playing football, you know, so, you know, I, I, I've always craved uh, value and I've always craved to give people value, you know, that's one thing that kind of stuck me for a long time, and I knew when I found coaching that I was able to give that in something I was aligned with, that I was like, oh, I have no other option, this is, this is my all in right here, you know, so, um, but Grew up in uh, Louisiana, uh, here in South Louisiana. Uh, played football in high school. It's one thing I kind of magnetized to. I was really good at. Um, oh, what you play? What position? I, I played defensive end. Nice. 
Of yes. course so, you did. Of course so, you did. I, I'm actually terrible with like balls and hands and something like that. You know, I, I can't catch. I can't, I can't, you know, I'm decent at basketball, but like I can hit really hard and I'm very physical, you know? So uh, like, hey, listeners, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you should be because you'd be able to tell right away. <laughs> he's, he's a mountain he's a mountain of a dude so yeah it makes sense so but you didn't always look like this no no i mean in high school man shoot i i've always when i started playing football in in in, in junior high and high school mm -hmm. I, my number one goal at that time was to be, play college sports it was my number one goal like i, I was that kid who like you know my, my dad wasn't around much you know i was outside training just just to play better right you know and dude, it's, it's rare nowadays to find that you know and uh and, and I, I was so hungry for it and when i when i finally you know was I had the opportunity to have a scholarship i remember i thought to myself like I could literally die right now and, and my life be complete. You know, it, it was, it was literally my life goal. You know, it was so cool. Like I still had that mindset. So like everything else, you know, about success and every family, gym, everything else recently, it's like, I'm, it's all just ice on top of the cake, you know? Yeah. Right. So where'd you go to college? Uh, so I, I played uh, here in Louisiana. My, my stepdad at the time, he was from uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And there's, uh, if you don't know, Louisiana doesn't have the best school systems down here. It's just, it's not, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not the highest economic um, uh, state. So, so we ended up moving to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, a place called Lee Summit, Missouri. Went to a really good school there. Uh, you know, highly recruited. Had to, I mean, one state, one state championship my junior year. Next year, went to deep in the playoffs and uh, and just you know did really well. Uh, I got recruited by a few schools. End up, uh, end up uh, signing to this D two school called Missouri Western State University. Uh, did, did pretty well there my first year. I always wanted something bigger because it's like a smaller town college and. I think when we're in high school, you have this idea of like what college is in your head. It just wasn't that. It was like this small town. It, it was great because mm. I mean, football was like the main attraction, you know. But I was like, I want something bigger. So I actually walked on to a school called Missouri State in Springfield, Missouri. I'm actually head there in a few, uh, in a few weeks um, uh, for for another seminar. But uh, but um, I, ended up, I ended up going there for a year. D didn't really get the uh, the looks I wanted. You know, I got injured a few times. And then I was like, all right, look, I'm not going to play. If I don't get a scholarship, I can't keep playing football here, you know. I think my best bet is just move back down south, go to school, get my, get my uh, degree, and, and go from there, you know. So, But also, yeah. I, I I love Louisiana. Like, I mean, I'm born here, man. I think it's the best people, best cities, uh, uh, best culture here, you know. So it was always my goal to end up back down south. So uh, when I had the opportunity, I came back down here, went to school, uh, started working at nightclubs, and started, you know, making some money here and there, and odd jobs, and, you know, being single, and uh, it was it was, it was a good time in my, my early 20s, you know, but that's what kind of got me into bodybuilding because, you know, when, when you're playing football, the goal is performance, right? I was strictly trying to get bigger, faster, stronger, period, you know? Well, after that, I was like, I guess I just look good now, right? You know, so it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, uh, uh, was, I think Jersey Shore was big, right? You know, so oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like working out, tanning, wearing affliction, you know, so uh, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of influenced, you know, that that like culture at the time of guys, you know, because before that, man, like, you know, being muscular wasn't was like almost like a taboo thing, you know, like bodybuilding wasn't a big thing there, you know, so I, I, didn't, I didn't know any bodybuilders at the time. Like, I, I mean, I think I met my, met my first bodybuilder was like 25 years old, or sorry, 22 years old. I'm like, oh, you actually do that, you know, so, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it, I was very shelter to the Bible and lifestyle until I met some people and got in that circle. Okay, cool. So you started in bodybuilding and then what made you turn to, you, know, you own a gym now, but, you know, walk us down the path of like, okay, I'm a coach and I'm, you know, I think it was personal training, I think is when you first started or something. So kind of go from there. 
Yeah. So I was, oh man, I was, I was, like I said, I was bar backing, I was balancing, doing head security at these hustling. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's like, once you get that lifestyle, man, the money's so fast and you work at three hours, right? I'm like, you can't stop this, right? You know? So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think my first taste of personal training, that first, like, you know, uh, craving for it in high school, they had a career day, right? And I, I, I want to be a physical therapist in high school. I'm like, yeah, I'll be, you know, physical therapist, help people, you know, walk again, whatever, you know? And uh, and I went to the the, the, uh, the PT uh, room, you know, I was like, this sucks. Is it a, I don't want to do this, you know? Cause, cause the, you know? I can't see you as a as a PT at all. <laughs> no, like no, you'd be we, helping grandma get up off the chair and be like, come on, grandma, let's go. Come on, ten more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and the thing was like the lady talked real slow. I was like, oh, I, I, I need some more high energy than this, you know, you know. But also in PT, a lot of people don't want to get better. Right, like if they get hurt, they get paid. So they'll literally like they'll run the insurance up, and they'll just like, all right, here again, let's do this here, you know. So, uh, but I went to this other room, and there's this a personal trainer. This dude came in, and he had his tight polo, he was jacked. Uh, mind you, this is like what 2008, 2009. I'm a senior in high school, you know. And he's like, yeah, like I drive a Hummer, I train clients all day, I pick them up at their house and show for their sessions. I'm like, this is the coolest guy ever. Like I want to do what he does, you know. So, so that was like my first like you know first like taste of personal training, you know. But but fast forward to when I was in my early 20s, you know, I'm I'm, I'm working bars, you know, doing all that stuff. Well, my wife's a bartender. My my, my girlfriend at the time was a bartender, and and like she's like, hey, um, um, you know, I'm 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 pregnant. I was like, oh shoot, you know. So we were dating about eight months at the time, you know. She uh, we, she she's pregnant. She's crying. I was like, oh Lord. I was like, hey, we're fine. I had no plan. I had no clue. I didn't know we're fine, right? You know, I, I'm I'm 22, like what, 23 years old. Like, what am I gonna do? So so uh, I started working in the oil field here and there. Uh, down here, in the big industry is the oil and gas industry. You work offshore, work on land. You you frack. You um uh, you filtrate oil, etc. Well, I started doing that, and like it wasn't for me at all. Like I'm like, dude, this is for the birds. You know, <laughs> earlier before we saw the podcast, you mentioned is coaching a type of person. You know, like is, is it a certain personality? And I think it 100 it is man because i was doing that i'm like oh no like i don't have like the personality the spirit the will to even do this every single day you know because it's, it's hard work man and and do that away from your family long time is, is tough you know but um uh oh, oh i was working in the oil field and I was, I was actually working in a little shop here in uh here in lafayette and uh, and I, I I sat my wife down. I was like, "Hey, baby, look, you know, we have a one year old daughter. Or no, she was she was maybe a few months at the time. You know, uh, we have a, uh, she's a few months old." I was like, "Hey, uh, I I, I want to get my purse training certification. I want to start training people." She's like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay, that's pretty." I thought I thought I'd convince her. Right? I was like, "That's pretty easy," you know. <laughs> and I was like, "Well," and, and then over time, I'm gonna do so well that you're gonna quit your job bartending. So I mean, do like you know, she is still bartending, man. I mean, it was great money. She she was crushing. We had, we had a house, our first house at the time. You know, she's like. Okay, I was like, and over time, I'm, 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 we're going to build a gym together, and then we're going to be super successful off that, you know. I mean, it's like 2014, dude. It was crazy, you know. And she was like, okay, I was like, oh, good, awesome, you're on board, you know. <laughs> so I, I got my certification. It, it took a lot. It took a lot longer than it should have, uh, and, and that's how I kind of started in the industry here. But really, what really started me was I hired my first coach in, in 2013. Uh, my my my, uh, my buddy Brian Malasa, he's a he's a coach over here in Lafayette, and a really good guy, man. I mean, I mean, I can't say enough how this guy's completely changed my life. But 
I started coaching because I invested in someone. I went all in and it completely changed my life. Like, you know, again, I crave structure. I crave value. And through that coaching, I found that, you know, the accountability, you know, having responsibilities that I can actually accomplish, see progress. So, so uh, and I think, I think a lot of people will start coaching because they hired a coach and changed their life. And I was like, all right, well, now I can do this for other people, you know? So, um, that's kind of started that whole process. But I remember I went to, I went to him. I was like, I was like, Hey, Brian, how do I start coaching? Like, where do I even go? He's like, you just find somebody, people to coach. So I'm like, is that it? Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. You know, like, like there was some, I thought it was some like process, you know, I mean, he's it's not funny. wrong. No, no, he's not. he's not. That's how I started. I was like, let me just see if I can snooker somebody into letting me tell them what to eat and drink. And it was like, and then eventually you're like, well, that worked. And then it's, and then you, you go from there, you know, it's like, it's just such a, that's such a funny thing. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. funny. Cause like, you know, uh, my first client, he told me that, I think that the next night, next day I, I go to, I go to this uh, grocery store over here, you know, and that was girl. I always check out. She always comment my groceries. Like, Oh, you get a lot of chicken or you're getting vegetables. Right. You know, cause America <laughs> eats like crap. So we've got like healthy food. They like, you know, it's different. But, um, but I was, I was like, Hey, uh, we, we talked a few times. I didn't know her name. I was like, hey, can I can I coach you? It's like 2014, right? You know, like online coaching isn't a thing right now. She's like, mm-hmm. sure. what, what, what does that mean? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to send you like what to eat, how to train, and you got to check in once a week. So, okay. I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it for free, you know? So it's my first client ever, dude. You know, I'm all, I'm all nervous. I'm excited, right? So I get her email. Send her her macros. I'm doing macros at the time. I send her her training plan, you know, and and do like I mean, this girl just transformed. Boom! Like she had high cholesterol. Went went to a healthy cholesterol range, you know. Went you know dropped like I don't know like eight percent body fat. Like got abs within like wow. like six months. Hey, I was like. I'm the best coach of all time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like complete hyper effect, uh, you know, recomp response, you know, so, but, and, and then after that, my, my next few clients were just terrible. I'm like, okay, I'm not the best coach of all time, you know, but, but it, it was yeah. cool. the confidence early, but again, you know, I mean, she's she, she, at the time she's like, Hey, like this has completely changed my life. You know, I'm healthy. I have more energy. You know, I'm more confident bathing suit. I was like, Oh, awesome. I can actually do this here. You know? So uh, I, I saw, I started. So let me pause you one second. Let me ask you, let me, me ask you this when you look back how old were you then i was 24 years old so 24 years old you had your first client you rocked it how little did you know oh oh oof. <laughs> like if you had to give it if you give it on a scale let's say the top of the scale is austin stout right yes yes so that's a that's a that's a 10 I don't know where we fall. I don't know where I consider myself yet. I don't know that I'm willing to like <laughs> open myself up for that, you know, criticism, but wherever you are on the spectrum here, a one, are you at a zero or are you at a one or where are you? Well, like, and like, just give us a brief, like, this is what I knew. Yeah. So I mean, if, if, if one is like your average American who has no idea like what to eat, how much to eat or, or when, you know, and tens Austin, I would say I was like a four at the time. Right. Like okay, I, that's I, did, not bad. I did my first bodybuilding prep, you know, so I, I knew how to, I knew the phases. I knew, you know, reverse diets, maintenance. I, I knew, I knew, I knew fat loss phase. So I knew that, but, but as far as how to coach people, which is totally different from, from, you know, the, the nutrition plan or training, I had no clue, you know, like she'd check in. I'm like, Hey, good week. 
uh, let's push hard, let's go, you know? So there, there's no mental, uh, there's no outside of that realm coaching, you know? And, and, and which is very common, you know? But I, I, I hired three new coaches uh, at my gym, right? And like, Jace, I'm nervous to start. Like, I'm not at your level. I was like, do not worry. Trust me, like, you're going to help people no matter what. Just get, get, get some yeah. time going, you know? You know, you know what yeah, I love about I think... what you said, though, was knowing your, knowing macros, knowing the phases, knowing you know, hypertrophy and three sets of X, Y, Z and how you progress and progressive overload all that is not the same Mm-mm. as coaching someone. Like yeah. there's that, there's this like huge jump when you decide I'm going to start coaching someone. Like you said, you can't just go nice, keep doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was going to ask you this. When you met that first coach and that personal trainer, because let me just say this, I don't know any personal trainers driving Hummers. I mean, I, I mean, that's, that doesn't seem like that's the reality, right? Like homeboy was in debt is what was going on there. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. <laughs> like, like, like he won't, he won't, he didn't pay cash for that thing. So what I would say is I was so naive, you know, back in 2013, I did my first bodybuilding competition. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'd love to have my coach's job. And because it looked so simple, like he, well, first of all, he was terrible. So, I mean, like, it's easy to be terrible, right? And, you know, there was one thing that my dad told me a long time ago when I started working. He was like, it doesn't take much to rise above the shit. And that's that's one phrase that's kind of stuck with me for a really long time because it's true in about every industry that you work in if you actually care and you have some ownership and you, and that's all you have that that usually makes you rise to like the upper 10% at least so <clears throat> when i started coaching i remember there was this girl jillian that i would see at the gym all the time and we would end up doing cardio beside, beside each other and she had this aspiration like she's going to be a coach one day too and i was like oh sweet this is awesome so <clears throat> one day we were texting back and forth and I was like, man, wouldn't it be great? You know, you're a coach and you just pick your time when you want to work. And like, you can just travel the country and you can sit on the beach with your laptop and you can just do whatever it is that you want to do. And you can answer your emails whenever you want and all that stuff. So I thought like all you needed to know was macros and cardio, like how much cardio to do and like, how to like kind of like there's an eye to it too right so like like i'm sure you're to this place where you can look at somebody's physique and you can kind of know like is it time to refeed even even if it's just if you're just looking at photographs or if like if we go to a bodybuilding show at some point and we sit down and we look and it's like when the dude walks out with the extended gut everybody's like oh that's gh gut no man that's SIBO is what that is you know what i mean so like there's this level of uh, I that you have to have, and that progresses over time. And what we're talking about in the podcast today is how we progress over time as a coach. And I think that also happens as a client too, sort of simultaneously as your coach is growing, you're growing. And sometimes, um, you know, the idea would be the coach doesn't ever get surpassed by the client. And that was one of the things that whenever I sat down and I really do- I dove into coaching. First of all, I don't think I've ever done whatever I wanted to do. I definitely haven't been coaching beachside 
but maybe, I don't know, one time in the entirety of my life, it was because I was on vacation. I had to answer the email. Um, so it wasn't, it's not as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of days that I don't even leave my house unless I'm going to go train. And so it was kind of an abrupt thing where it was like, whoa, okay, this is harder than I thought. And then there's a point where macros, cardio, and weight training, that's not the whole picture. And you, and you can't, you can't help people progress when those things start to not work. So at some point you just, you send the one word or the one sentence response, let's keep things the same. I mean, I don't know how many times I said that to a client. And, you know, it's just been a reality check all along the way. And one of the things too is like, it's kind of like you, like when you hired your coach, it spurred this passion on for you to do this, that your whole career. And now, you know, arguably in my circle, you're probably one of the most successful people in my circle. Um, so when you look at the progression, was it what you thought? When you signed up, where you're like, oh, man, this is exactly what I thought it was. And how soon did you know that you had to level up as a coach? And to you, what stages are there as you're leveling up as a coach? That's a great question, Ken. And um, let me first say that I think the coaching industry has evolved <laughs> tremendously over the past 10 years. You know, and that's, this was about a decade ago. So at the time, that coaching method of, you know, short responses, you know, just macros, just training, that might work that time depending on the person, you know. But I think over time, as society has evolved as well, you know, people evolved, you know, their needs, their nurturing, et cetera, that, that is, is changed as well. So um, so I think I had a decent grasp on, like, what, what the process was because our first coach did mentor pretty well coming into, into, the, into that, uh, that, that new career shift. But um, the biggest shift for me was in 2020 because I always considered myself a personal trainer. I was like, I'm a trainer. I'm not, I'm not a coach. So I, you know, I almost looked down on online coaches because like, I'm like, oh, they're lazy. They don't, don't want to put their hands on people. They don't be in the gym, you know, grinding out in the trenches. Because, you know, back then, man, <laughs> personally, it was almost like a toxic environment. <laughs> you know, like I remember. Oh, like, yeah. I, I would train literally from 445 until 7 or 8 p.m. You know, like, I remember some days I would train 12 sessions, but that was the culture. If you didn't work that hard, you were lazy, right? You know, you were hustling, you were hungry, you know? It's almost, almost like the door-to-door salesman. Like, if they're not in the rain, knocking on doors, they're lazy, you know? And that's changed tremendously as well, you know? And, and I think I think the industry has to kind of, or the business owners have to go with that shift as well, you know? But uh, the biggest shift happened to me in 2020 when I had to go online, right? The gym shut down. I couldn't train my clients. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, well, what can I do this time so I'm not just sitting on my hands? I was like, okay, let me live up in my 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 knowledge and my capabilities of coaching people from remote locations. So I started following people, uh, like other coaches, like uh, John Gorman. I mean, uh, he's one of my mentors. Uh, um, he I, he sponsored me as a sponsor coach. Uh, you know, um, I, I got I got in touch with what uh, Jeff Black. Jason Thiebaud, I, 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 I mean, I've been a fan of Jason Thiebaud for, for almost 10 years now, you know, Jeff Sue, like these guys mm-hmm. that were educating people and were coaching a higher level, I'd, I'd hear him talk, I was like, oh, we're different. Like, I'm over here, they're, I'm doing no plans, you know, mo- mo- motivations, they're doing functional health, bodybuilding, you know, um, 
um, uh, whatever realm that their lifestyle, whatever realm they're coaching at a high level. So that's why I was like, okay, I need, I need a level up here, you know? So, you know, going, uh, you know, I spent, I think maybe 10 grand that year in mentoring and seminars, traveling just to level my coaching and really open up my perspective, like what coaching is and how can I make it fit my mold, you know? So, so I, I would say 2020 really was the year that, that level up for me the most. And since then, I'll continue to, you know, learn more, read, read more, listen to more, you know, and, and continue to refine my process, you know, but I think it's, I think the biggest thing that helps me be a better coach is just somebody doing the process myself. You know, I've been having Austin, I've been having a coach since 2014. I hired my first coach. I hired Austin 2019. So I'm constantly evolving with process as well. Hold myself accountable, going through what they're going through. So uh, that, that's probably the biggest thing that helped help me continue this growth over time. Yeah. So I think the first time I saw you, I don't think we officially met was in spring of 2021 because we went to Nashville for the PUC. That's right. And I had just signed on with Austin as my coach. So um, I've, I've said this a couple times on the podcast, so I'm repeating myself, but for Jace's sake, I'm going to tell the story. So, you know, I was working with John Meadows and I realized that I needed a mentor. And so I went to John and I was like, Hey man, can you mentor me on how you're coaching? Because like you're at another level here, the interactions. And I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, I can pick up things really quickly. So like there were things that he was doing that I was like, it was blowing my mind. I remember being like, holy shit. He put butter and cheese in my plan. Like I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. Like I need to, I need to do that. Now I understand. So like there were some things he was just manipulating in my meal plan that was just like eye opening. Um, I remember he made me a, an Ezekiel bread, peanut butter and jelly sandwich for one of my meals. And I just thought like, this isn't chicken and rice, man. Like, is this even a le- is this legal, you know? And so, and then we just, we got to be close, but he said, you know, Kenneth, I, I can't, I can't mentor you. I don't, I don't, my bandwidth is so low. Like I'm working from seven to seven, you know, he was producing his YouTube videos and all those things. And so he, he sent me to Austin and I was thinking, man, this is a, this is an investment. Um, so I paid for six months up front with him. Um, and he asked me, it was an interesting, <laughs> it was an interesting email. I sent him the email. I was like, you know, I, John Meadows sent me your way. And just so you know, like, I probably wouldn't inquire with you without his, like, without his um, backing. And he responded back to me. He was like, I probably wouldn't work with you without his backing either. So it was just this, (laughs) it was just kind of like a a little trade of a blow there. And I was like, I think I'm gonna like this guy. And then we, he was like, where do you want to start? And I really didn't even know. Like, I, I just, I was like, I'm so messed up right now with the interactions with these coaches that I'm having that are on such a different level than me. And I'll say this too, John recommended Jason Theobald too. He, so he gave me two choices and I took, I took one of Jason's classes and it's not that I didn't like him. I was just like, I went to Austin's page and I was like, dude's got duct tape shoes. He's training like a monster. Like he might, we might be kindred spirits here a little bit. Uh, you know, turns out that that's, that's the case. And he and I are very close. 
But at the end of the day, <clears throat> um, I, and we, I mean, dude, I think we even started at how to lay out a meal plan just so I knew that I, you know, that I was doing it right. Luckily there was something, you know, I'm checking the boxes. I'm like, yep, yep. Okay. I'm good, good, good. And then we got to gut health and it was like, okay, I don't know nothing, man. I don't know nothing, man. And so, but the, the craziest thing that really changed me more than anything, because I was a one sentence coach. Like I, the emotional energy to read your email was so much that now I don't have the energy to respond to you in the way that you need to be responded to. And I thought it was okay. Cause all these other coaches I've had were like, looks great. Keep things the same or, you know, see the changes in the program plan. And that was it. And so when Austin, when I did my first check-in with Austin, it blew my mind, bro. I, ch- I sent in my pictures and my check-ins and it wasn't even five minutes wasn't even five minutes and I get an email back and it's been what three years now. And it's still the same. He's still consistent. He's that's the way he is. I mean, if you can like time it on your watch, like he's going to respond to you immediately. And not only did he respond to me, but he addressed every single thing that I said in my email. Like I was like, Oh wait, this dude, he's on another level of care and response. And like, he wants to know what's going on because he's going to help me address these things. And I started realizing, I was like, this dude's about to change my life because he's making me more self-aware. And I mean, it was just wrecking me, man. It was wrecking me, dude. So I don't know if you had that same experience with Austin, but um, that was really what spurred me on to like drive to be better that much more. And then, then John passed away and then Austin started coaching me and mentoring me. And then the check-in process with, it was just, it was just so much stuff, man. Like it was just, it was, it was so, it was such a big deal. So, you know, with you, did you have a moment where it was like, was it, was it the moment of like just talking to those people in 2019 and 2020 where you're like, okay, I'm not where I need to be. Or was there like a moment moment? Man, I would say that when I listen to a podcast on blood work and they're talking about the thyroid, all, all these different hormone functions and, and energy systems. I'm like, Phew. I was like, what mm-hmm. are these guys talking about? And where do they get this knowledge from? Right. Cause before then, you know, like if you weren't a doctor, you, you didn't talk about that at all. Right. No, yeah, very right. little markers, you know, and these guys are going not, not only it, not only one marker, but in depth and putting pieces together, like a puzzle of, of, of entire dust test, blood work, ZRT, you know, saliva test, all, all that stuff, man. So it, it, it was very um, humbling and enlightening. And uh, I think that's what for most coaches coming to the game now, what really what really discourages them because they don't know that stuff, you know. So you know, I, I hired three new coaches. So they're like, Jace, how do I learn about hormones? How do I learn about women's uh, health? How to learn all this stuff? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give you some resources, but you just have to dig 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 in and, and get your knowledge here, you know. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff I learned was off YouTube, right? Like, I'm I'm very visual, so I, I can't just listen to something and 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 receive it and absorb it and utilize it, you know. I have to see a video. I have to see somebody talking with some words at the bottom, you know. They have like a little little train on top, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, yeah. But but you know, it was it allowed me to 
hear different perspectives of these systems, of these processes, you know, I mean, e even the neurological side of things and, and, and nervous side of things to uh, to actually grasp it to where I can actually uh, tell other people about it, right? Because if I'm just learning these things and, and I'm not able to, to convey to my clients in a digestible format, I'm literally just wasting my time, you know? So it's not what you know, it's how can, how do you, how do you know it and how you present it, you know? So when, when, when client, I mean, in, in functional health, especially, or maybe in, in mid-wage women, like, how can I tell this woman that, you know, uh, maybe she has cystic, you know, fibrosis, right? You know, and, and then this, this is something to take to, you know, control inflammation and, you know, allow her to feel better, digest better, you know, and have more energy, you know? So that, that's, that's probably the toughest part for me, but the really eye-opening part as well. So there, um, I mean, I think we're all Austin biased a little bit, but like, I'm trying to think of the coaches that can take really complex concepts and break it down to such a simple thing that you, you know, not only us as coaches that do have some knowledge, but, you know, clients can take it and be like, and run with it and kind of know what to do. And like, I would say Sam is definitely one of those guys, like for you, you know, outside of those two, can you think of anybody else that really disseminates the information down to a digestible level. And, and, and to me, that's a sign of like really, truly being intelligent. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's super intelligent. And I think, I think that's probably where I really wanted to be. Right. Because like, it was such a gift to get this information in a digestible way where I was like, holy shit. It's like, it's like finding God for the first time in your life. You, you're like, oh, does everybody know about Jesus? Like, let me tell you, does everybody know about gut health? Because let me tell you about gut health. And all of a sudden, you're just this disciple of information to all these people that you know and you love because you want them to rise up into the, to how you feel and how what's going on in your life. So do you have those particular people or is there a person that you – kind of hold in high regard with that or uh, so mm -hmm. i didn't find sam miller until like i don't know early 2021 you know he was always salad mm -hmm. so, i mean you guys were uh, probably before then that time there you know so i just he just was in my ecosystem but again I, I was around other functional bodybuilding coaches like again jeff sue and J jason thebold these guys that were actually putting out content classes that you know broke down these complex um complex systems into more simple digestible formats you know so uh, i'd probably say those two were the ones i learned from the most but over time yeah. I, was, I got into different coaching ecosystems like recently you know before i was by all bodybuilding building and functional health you know now i'm like lifestyle right you know and it's totally yeah. different, it's totally different mindsets totally different approaches and i'm just kind of grabbing concepts from each one perspective from each one because what makes a great coach isn't isn't what they know it's the amount of perspectives they can build around a certain situation right so if i, if I can build 10 different perspectives around this one situation guess what i'm probably gonna have the best outcome right so compared to this one you know narrow way of, of thinking or, or executing you know, I love so for you because and we were, ahead. I was, uh, Austin posted something about that today. And I was thinking about my journey and my journey has always been lifestyle because that's where I come from. I'm not in the bodybuilding realm, never have been, um, until I met Kenneth, I didn't know any bodybuilders and, uh, truly. And, um, and now I want to be one. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But what I have found, though, is going through all the functional with Sam and with Austin and then jumping in a little bit with the bodybuilding stuff is that it's different, 
But knowing that stuff and being able to apply some of that to lifestyle is really, really helpful. So not narrowing the focus too much, but being able to look at everything and go, hey, because the body functions the way the body functions, right? So I think being able to take those, the way that we apply things in bodybuilding, we can apply similar things or concepts in lifestyle and really make it work. I think that's amazing. That's awesome, Laura. And I think why I love bodybuilding coaching so much is because it's most challenging and strenuous, right? You really have to sit down and critically think about these different cases and, and how to uh, approach it, but also motivate them to execute a higher level compared to lifestyle. I feel like lifestyle, they kind of focus on one thing uh, per week or at a time, like, hey, get your meals in. Hey, Warriors Week, right? You know, bodybuilding, you come in, like that stuff is that stuff is understood. Like, I expect you to have that down yeah. before we even start coaching, right? Like, if we're, if, if we're battling your, your sleep or water intake, uh, you know, six months into, you know, us almost going you're to- You're not a bodybuilder. You're not, you're not a bodybuilder. It's not for you. Sports not for you here. You know, like this stuff should be automatic. So it's like, all right, I think bodybuilding really tries to like, you know, expand the, 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 the spectrum of like, all right, here's five different variables we have working to get this one result. While lifestyle's like, all right, here's one or two, right? You know, so, but mm-hmm. also I think it's the best background because bodybuilding is the most extreme form of dieting, the most extreme form of training, the most extreme form of recovery, right? And, and most extreme form of mindset. So if I have, you know, if I've been doing it for years and I coach your aunt on, hey, here's how we build a little muscle. Here's how we lose a little body fat. I probably gear there faster than anybody else, right? Because I have that background. Oh, yeah. And you blow their mind. They're like, what? Yes. That's all I have to do? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, how we met, um, I actually don't even know exactly how we started the conversation, but it was through DM. And like, I remember following you after sort of seeing you from afar at the PEC. And I went to Austin cause I saw you guys chatting and I was like, Hmm, I was like, that is the biggest dude I think I've seen in a really long time. And I said, that's what I said to Austin. I was like, who's uh who's the mountain over there? Like, <laughs> he he seems like a really good dude. Like you just seem like a really good dude. Your energy was really high. You were chatting with people, and I was like, I didn't get a chance to to meet him because I think I went went back to see Matt Chrisman and he hooked me up to the newbie and fixed my body a little bit. But um, you know, after that, I you know asked him and, and he told me what your name was and I looked you up on 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 Instagram and I I followed you and I remember you're a big story guy. Like man, there's not a day where your story doesn't have 40 different slides, you know, going across it. And I looked at you and the very first thing I noticed is you're a family guy. And I respected that. Like, it was like, okay, he's, he's, he's coming from my, my perspective of like the John Meadows of the world, like John Meadows family first dude, you know, but he, he was passionate about what he did. And he had, you know, he had this energy with his clients and stuff. And so I was like, oh, look at this. This dude's on another level of energy, but he's got a similarity here. And he's got this cool gym. Hmm. And then I remember just like sending you a message at one point and we got to chatting. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but eventually what ultimately happened was last year. I, uh, I got two tickets to the Olympia. And you ended up getting a ticket to the Olympia and you sent like you, you posted on your story, like headed to the Olympia. I was like, yo, 
I got VIP tickets. You know, if you want this extra VIP ticket, you just let me know. And you were like, done. And so I just gave you the VIP ticket when you showed up. And we spent, I mean, I had been there for like half a week at that point, And Vegas isn't my thing. And as you, you know, quickly found out, but I also was in a, a difficult time in my life. So I met me as this uh, lesser than version of me. And, but we had a great time. And honestly, you were probably a little bit of my saving grace because you, you get me out of the hotel room and we go to the show and you were happy, you were excited. And I was going through a tough time and you were like, Hey bro, like it's fine. So for me, as uh, Kenneth's friend, who was his friend at that time too, I just want to thank you. Thank you a <laughs> <lot>. <laughs> there were some phone calls during that time. I was very concerned. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> so, so it's interesting how God works, right? Like he just plopped you in my life. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I was thinking this last Olympia when you're there, I was like, I didn't even get to enjoy the interaction with Jace the previous year because of where I was mentally. And um, I, I regretted that. It was like, damn, like this dude is he's on it. Like you got, you got some things figured out that I don't have figured out. Right. And you're 33 and I'm 41. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to learn a little bit from this guy. And what it was, was it's your mindset. Some of your mindset stuff, like you just, you just keep rolling with the punches. And sometimes I'll let the punches hit me and I fall down. So ultimately uh, we agreed that, Hey, we're going to go to the Olympia next year. And I was going to get you tickets for the VIP, you know, VIP tickets. Cause once you're on the VIP list, you get an email earlier than everybody else. And you get the, you get the choice of being able to purchase however many tickets you want. And, uh, I ultimately got you a ticket for this year. And then we were, ha we're sitting in line at the Olympia and waiting to go in. And you start talking about mindset and coaching only mindset as a coach now and how macros and cardio and training is all this it's all really simple stuff it's like like when you brought when you said that out loud i was like you know all of that's elementary it's kind of like what you just said about the bodybuilders it's like man if you don't have your sleep and your water down you're not eating your meals man bro you're not even a bodybuilder like call me when you get there you know what i mean so now I've found, like, from a coaching perspective, this band of brothers and sisters that's just this, it's, it's a small circle of people who actually care on a level to be able to level up to this mindset coaching thought process. And I really, at the end of the day, I can't name, I can't name five people. Like, I don't, I think I may be total five people, but I don't know that everybody, I don't know that the industry grasps it, at least on the bodybuilding side. You know, there might be on some on the lifestyle side, but like when you started talking, I was like, man, I got to get you on the podcast because it, the, it's such a rarity to me in my mind that you have that approach of like, this over here is the easy stuff. What the hard stuff is, how can I enter into that person's life? talk to them about their mindset, talk to them about what's going on in their life, how to overcome those hurdles, how to like move through 
the challenges of just being a human and then executing on another level to get them to this next plateau. And then once you get to that plateau, well, what's next? And like what I learned or what I didn't know when I was a younger coach was there was stuff after the plateau. I thought you got to the plateau. Well, it is what it is, man. Like it was nice. We'll see you later. But this is a forever thing. Like it's a, it's a constant step up. It's a constant, you know, here's a plateau. We're going to go to the next one. And if you're cognizant as a coach, you can look into your client's life and you can see where the weak parts are. And, you know, maybe you can speak to like your process in the way you, you coach your clients. Yeah, man. So that's, that's great there, Kane. I appreciate you, you, you going over that uh, memory of last year and, and where you're at now. And I appreciate you you having the gratitude towards that, man. Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're all just vessels, you know? And, mm-hmm. and like you, you mentioned uh, God's will. Like, God, I, I told you to Claudia, say, God's will is going to get done no matter who, who's going to do it or not. Like, he's going to send people. If you say no, he's going to find somebody else, you know? So you're right. you know, it's not core. You tie everything back to like that spiritual experience and like, you know, your faith was like, all right, oh, that's actually God talking to me or God put that person in my life to give me the next level to get me here to provide more for other people, you know? But as far and as- I think he used you specifically because there was the, no denying you were in the room. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when you came in just to like warm up your meal in my hotel room, it was like, whether I felt like talking or not, we're going to talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, you were like, it was like, here's this energy and you're going to have to at least get this, get to this level at a bare minimum or like, it's going to get weird real quick. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't want it to get weird. And I also didn't want you to think that I was not a good guy or anything, but like there were moments where, I was having a rise to your level of energy when I didn't really want to. And, you know, looking back, it was like, man, if, if you hadn't showed up, I probably went to pre-judge and went back to the hotel room, then go to finals and, and that's it, you know, and like not had any other experiences. We walked around some and stuff like that. And so it was just a, it's, I think you were very, he was, he was like, let me find the, the one dude that's going to, enter into Kenneth's life and force him to have some energy in this particular position. So it's, it was very specific. I don't know that anybody else could have executed it. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Ken, you know, people ask me like about my energy, like Jason, like, how do you say like that all the time? You know, one thing I'm really, one of my core values is, is integrity. And, and while what, I feel like everybody has different definitions of integrity, my integrity is you need to show up as the same person every single day. I'm huge on trust, right? If you're if you're like this, you know, you're, you're even keel for a long time, and then one day you're, you're you're a little lower frequency or higher frequency, I'm like I back off and oh, I'll trust this, right? Because because something had to have happened for this person to change here, you know. So I'm big on trust, man. I'm big on integrity, but also I pride myself on my energy and how many will show up in people and and be consistent, you know. But um, mm-hmm. two two things is one, of course, you know, whenever you're, you're full of the Holy Spirit, like that joy, that that uh, encouragement kind of flows through you, you know, and of course. People feel that's tangible, you know, but two mm-hmm. is I'm actually, I'm very, I always say selfish, but I'm very self-preservatory. Uh, I, I, my self-preservation is very, dialed very, 
very high because I know that again, I'm not here for myself, right? And I, and every interaction we have can impact somebody's life going forward, right? I mean, you can be different when somebody, you know, changes a lot, you know, from the making a decision or possibly not committing suicide, right? So I have to make sure that my energy is protected at all times. So if something's like down, you know, down regulating my, my energy, I have to walk away. I'm like, I'm gone, right? You know, because again, I, I I have to keep this as high as possible here, you know? But, uh, but back to your question about what changed me as far as the mindset coaching was in 2020 when I started getting mentored I, I learned these top coaches their their programs or protocols their their coaching process right but I wasn't getting the same results I was doing their process but not getting the same results I was like okay so maybe it's in the macros maybe it's in the training maybe it's not this the supplementation maybe it's how they're talking and motivating their clients right so that's why that's that turning point for me like oh I need to get the mindset coaching I, I need coaches to be a higher and deeper level in order to tap into what motivates them to progress their physique, their, their lifestyle, whatever we're trying to achieve at that time here, you know? So when clients first come to me, uh, coach, my coach's job, or I, I think a good coach has an innate ability to, to see people's potential, right? Like, like you come to me, I'm like, Oh, like based on what you're telling me, what I'm seeing, you can actually be this, you can, you can achieve this, yeah. right? You know? So it's like, all right, yeah. what's been stopping them from getting there? What gaps do I need to feel to help them get there? And how can we keep that consistent the entire time here? You know? So, you know, there's, there's four pillars that make a person is their physical, their mental, their emotional, and their spiritual, right? So when clients first come to me, I'm like, all right, um, is it, have they been missing meals? Are they not structured their training? Is it, is it physical? Is it mental? Maybe they have uh, poor stress mitigation. Maybe they have self-limiting beliefs. Is it emotional? Maybe they're bad communicators of their feelings. Maybe they don't know how to talk to themselves internally. Or is it spiritual? Maybe, you know, maybe uh, they, they, they have trouble finding their purpose or they're just lacking that, that hole in their heart that can't be filled, you know? So it's like, all right, let me find that one pillar that needs to be filled there. And then, and then we'll, I'll, I'll speak to them once they let you in, right? Right. Because for that to happen, they have to trust you enough to let you inside to tell them what well, to tell you what's going on. You know, you, at the Olympia, what's cool is you ask me, Jace, how fast does this coaching take place for you? Like, how long does how long does it take for you to kind of enter their brain and kind of get into their internal motivations? I was like, six or eight weeks. You're like, I'm doing it on the questionnaire. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, oh my God. that's a gift though that's a gift though dude like 100 well, well, it, it's it's a gift but it's your effort and your experience right like you have to decide yeah. hey i really want to help this person so let me dig a little deeper and 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 and, and tap that that different level of my brain to help to, to see what they're lacking right but for me it's I, I can see it early but i'm not sure right it's still new for me right so i have to talk to them a little more create that relationship and then they'll let me in over time oh that's what's really going on now let me go here you know so uh but so do you feel like it's a empathy empathy thing maybe not so like much. you don't you don't you don't make me feel like you're a big empath like i think i think you can recognize i don't think you feel something when someone else feels something Right. Mm -hmm. I think you can recognize when somebody's feeling something. You know, you what? don't dive into that depth of it. You listen, right? Though. Like you are a listener. Yes. 
So I'm a great listener. I'm not a good empath. And why is that? It's because uh, I grew up with my mom. <laughs> and if you'd see this woman, there's no feminine energy there. It's all masculine. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> if I would hurt myself, she'd be like, rub dirt on it and get going. Like, like Boy, get crying, up, right? go. You know? so, so that's how I was raised. So going forward, like, you know, when, when people would hurt themselves or when they were having a tough time, I, I didn't know how to deal with my own emotions. So I didn't have to deal with their, their emotions, right? You know, and it was almost mm. like, it was almost mentally exhausting for me. You know, so it took me a long time to build that emotional bandwidth to to hear people's stories and and within that moment be with them, be, be with that pain, be with that trauma, right? And then help you through it, but also to get out of that once I walk away, right? Because if they're telling me this stuff and I'm living with them through it, and I continue my day, oh, I mean, dude, I'm I'm gonna be wrecked by the day. Is I'm I'm gonna be a drained battery, right? So learning how to listen to them be empathetic at that time, again, walk through them through that, but also help them get some good guidance or maybe just be a listening ear. Then once, once the conversation is over, we're done. Like I, I immediately changed personalities. Like, okay, good. Now I'm back to the coach or now I'm back to the hard nosed coach who's trying to get results. Right. That's probably the, big, the biggest thing for me, but empathy doesn't come natural to me. I mean, my daughter, I'm the same way with her too. Like poor thing. Like she starts crying. I'm like, why are you crying? Stop crying. You like get it together. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah. So for me, like, whenever I get into a, a questionnaire, you know, you can see how people are writing something. And one of the things on the questionnaire is like, how long, how long is it taking you to fill out this questionnaire? So if they tell me it's been two days, that tells me something about their, their mind. You know, they're not, they're not clear and concise in their own mind. And it's taken them that much effort to put, clarity and being concise on paper. And so that tells me, okay, we've got bigger problems here than training macros, all those things. And just my life experiences themselves and even kind of where you found me, I had just gotten back into being disciplined in my own, you know, training, food, all those things. But at one point, and I would say, man, I don't even know that it was a month. I wasn't getting up. I wasn't even getting up at a decent time. I wasn't eating anything. I wasn't doing anything. And, you know, unfortunately, Laura was the one that had to hear about it every day. But I might be it, an empath. It took. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be one of those things where. And it's not because I'm also you're and I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so if you if you end up having this empathetic side i think where a lot of mine comes from is because i've experienced something similar and so then i can immediately put myself into that person's shoes and even you know i was i was talking earlier today about this one particular client her name's kimberly and when she met me when i met her it was in august complete opposite of me you know, she's, she's 300 pounds, you know, she's, um, she's just the complete opposite in every way you can think her upbringing, her, you know, her belief systems, where she's at in life, completely different. And so at one point in time, when I was a coach earlier on, like I only jived with who I jived with that were, they were similar to me in certain ways. And you know, what I really, really realized is like over time, you know, I'm not out here, I'm not putting ads in papers or running Google ads or anything like that. 
about my coaching. So what ends up happening is I get referrals and these referrals, it's becoming broader and broader, the types of people coming to me, but there's little pieces of that individual that have something that is similar to me. And it's usually like that integrity piece or sort like they show up as the same person every single day. Cause that's who I am. I show up as the same person every single day, no matter where I am, whether you saw me at church or whether you see me at the movie theater, I'm the same dude. And so I look for that in a client too. Um, so when I'm interviewing people, I'm, I'm kind of checking that I'm kind of like in my own way and the way I ask questions, like, are they going to be consistent with the way that they're answering these questions? And so if I see consistency, but I also see trauma, then I can be like, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I got 10 of them. So I think I know how to, I know how to meet that person where they are because I've already been there. And honestly, like how many different variations of trauma is there? Not much. It's really not much. It's like you, you have, you have daddy issues. You have mommy issues. You have, you know, you have spousal issues. You have, and you know, there's eating disorders. There's, it's just, there's a list of them and it's pretty common because the human experience is, is the same. You might, it might manifest differently across, you know, wherever you live or, you know, whoever your family is or whatever, but the human experience is the same. And a lot of the people that we work with, they're reaching out to work with somebody because they don't know what to do. Right. And they don't know how to get themselves out of where they are, but they know they need to get it out. They need to get out. Well, and, and I so, think the key though, right, is that even when we come across, we, when we have clients that, and Jace, this is kind of, I believe what you were talking about is yes, macros, yes, nutrition, yes, movement, yes, sleep, all those things. But, and they, and it's interesting, Kenneth, you say that everyone knows that. And when they come to us, they go, I know what to do. I just don't do it. But, or they do it and they get stuck or they hit that plateau. And then, but I think the key to that, and that's what you two have been talking about, is really looking at them and knowing that it's not that they can't hit their macros. It's not that they don't know how to get sleep. It's that their mindset isn't in the right spot. They need us to show up, like Kenneth said, and you said, show up the same that we always do and work with them. And that's the nuance and the beauty and the artistry of coaching is not that we know macros and movement. It's that we know how to be empathetic. We know how to listen. We know how to understand where they're at and find a way to change how they're thinking about what they're doing and what they need to do. And the other piece of it, like Laura coined this phrase, and I, I guess I've been saying it for a lot for a while now, but she coined it the other day. She's like, I just got done loving my client well. This is what I this is the text I got. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you know? And then she's like, Well, you say it all the time. And uh what she really meant was I had to enter in to this client relationship today. And I had to have a really difficult conversation about where they are and where they're not showing up for themselves and that I'm not going to, like, I love them too much to not, to not see that change. And I think ultimately 
I see that in you, you know, even, even where I was last year at the Olympia, you met me where I was at the time when you had the interaction with me, but you also like cared about me enough where you're like, Oh dude, you ain't going to be a Debbie downer the whole daggone time. Like you're going to have to come up here a little bit because I'm, I, this is what I'm going to require of you. So like when I look back at the interaction, you cared about me enough to, to stay in the shit. Cause I know I wasn't, I know I wasn't fun to be around. Like I look back and I'm like, tag on. It's really like surprising that Jace was even like, okay, let's go to the Olympia next year, Kenneth. You know? So ultimately I think that's the crux of the issue. I think when I see a coach really, really care on a deep level enough that they're going to say, you know what client, Mr. or Mrs. Client, I care about you too much to let you stay where you are. So now we're going to enter in. I'm going to have a difficult conversation with you and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to love you well enough so that you don't stay where you are. And, but what, what required, what's required is like that level of trust first. So like, if you would have came into my life at, at Olympia, right. And been like, Kenneth, you need to get your shit together. Like if that's what off jump, that's what you would have told me. I'm like, who is this dude telling me what I need to do? You know, I'm like some Cajun guy. I can't, you know, he's just talking so fast. He didn't even know what he's saying to me. So <laughs> for me, it's, and I think for everybody else, if you love somebody enough, you can speak truth to them eventually. Yeah. Because there's no truth without love. And I think that's what I see in you. And that's what kind of draws me to you. And that's what I see in your coaching is like, there's not one client that I see on your story that doesn't look like they're cared about. Yeah. I don't know. Can you speak to maybe that thought process? I mean, was, is that even in your brain when you're doing it or is it just automatic? Kind of going back to what you said about, you know, the situation me, you, you, me and you last year, you know, I think as, as we get older and uh, we get more life experience and we do more people, we see, I mean, I honestly believe there's like three different personalities in the world, right? You ever feel like you meet the same three people, right? But, you know, yeah. I, I think whenever uh, whenever I, I was at the Olympia with you, Ken, I knew your heart before I came in, right? So no matter what personality you showed me, no matter what you said, it didn't matter because I knew your heart posture was, right? And, and, and mm -hmm. I think that's man because you know people have to they go through tough times right people deal with you know uh stressors uh differently right so it's, it's important for us to be patient through that time and not change our frequency and how much we love that person to exhibit what a uh, good example of what we want to portray to that person you know or what it should look like you know so um but um oh god what was the question again i'm sorry i guess my thing is is like is this just is the way you're coaching just sort of innately happen? Like if you, or do you realize that that's what you do? Or is it like, or did I just clue you in on like, oh, wow, like Kenneth has a point here. Like he, it is that I care about my clients enough to not let them stay where they are. Man, I hold such a high value in people who trust me. You know, because again, I, you know, I find value in people who find value in me, right? So if you're willing to invest, monetarily and effort with your effort, I'm going to give you everything, 
right? Literally, because it means that much to me, you know? Like, I mean, I still catch myself like having movie night with my wife and then like, I get a text from Clyde. I'm like, oh, let me answer this quick. You know, it's like, dude, you're it's 9.30 at night and you're with your wife, like put the phone down, right? You know, so it's, it's uh, um, <laughs> yes, right, that's right. Same. But, but you, you know, I, I think you said, um, do I know that I'm changing people's lives as I coach them? Or like, is that the main mission? And Or I guess, do you know that it's like, it's your level of care that allows you to enter into the, to the level of trust that it takes to tell them what to do? Yeah. Well, like, you, man, did you know I mean, that's what it is? Once you build that trust, they see your heart, you know, through your coaching, dude, like they, 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 they have to match it, right? Like energy has to be matched, right? Because if not, over time, it's going to just create a wedge, you know? So once he said, oh, man, like you said, this guy read my full update. He responded to everything I put down there. And now he's giving me some good advice on what I need to do. He's being honest with me. Like, dude, they, they have to match it. And then once that's matched, then you can go forward at a fast rate. It's not like, a, oh, you know, fighting each other the whole time. Or you're like, hey, remember we tried this and this didn't work, you know? And they're like, oh, I can't do that, right? You over, you've overcame those 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 uh, those those pitfalls and plateaus simply because that trust and bond was built there from your love and from your caring uh, caring uh, heart. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think this is the pinnacle of coaching, or is there another level? Man, I think coaching. <laughs> Well, I think Pinnacle is something, I think like a huge success, right? Like fame, success for some reason, you know, that- Honey Rambod, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's where my mind goes, you know? But I think real coaching, like I said, the four of us who actually, five of us who actually do it, you know, um, that that this is what it looks like, you know? It's, it's, it's working in silence, you know? I think social media is the only platform we have to actually celebrate our wins as a coach and, and, and kind of show our prowess. But this is what real coaching looks like. And I think, I think a great coach, um, they have happy clients, so everybody's impacted the same or close to the same level. But two, that we have high compliance, right? I know a lot of coaches do. They're like, dude, my clients do not follow their meal plan. I'm like, how many clients do you have? Like, 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 are all like, what, what are you doing wrong? It's not happening. I've know? got forty, and nobody does anything. <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you, what do you do? I think if you have upwards of eighty percent compliance. Uh, for, uh, sorry, eight percent rosters complying to everything you're trying to get them to do, and get them to do it, whether it be in their meals or mentally or emotionally, that you're doing a great job as a coach. And again, that only comes with you caring, you nurturing at a high level. You 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 make call the right calls, make the right calls to get results, to get over that hump to get them there and build that trust. Yeah, I agree. So if I guess to to finish it up and like put it all in a little package, who do you want to be like? Who, like, to you, who is that pinnacle person where you're like, man, if I got to that level, I feel like I made it? Well, for me to think that, Ken, I always think of, again, fame. You know, like, like for me, fame is the pinnacle because of that. We're so brainwashed social media. We're so brainwashed with, you know, I- I- any form of, you know, notoriety, right? So, yeah, so- sure. I don't want to think that we're coaching because that's not what it's all about. Again, I'm a vessel. I'm simply here to provide value for other people. You know, and if, if I sure. can do that, I'm, I'm doing the purpose God allowed me with a long time ago. So, you know? so if someone in your life, at you know, whatever coaches you've experienced or you think are out there, who is providing the most value that you respect the most then? Because that, because that kind of, tr- that, that is really the question. It's like, who do you respect the most? Who do you want to emulate because they provide that level of value that's that's that you haven't seen before? 
Yeah, I'd probably say Austin, Austin, man. You know, like you, you said the qualities earlier, you know, but again, I'm trying to weave my own way, man. I'm trying to be better Same, than Austin. Sure. I'm, try, I'm trying to be, you know, I, yeah, I'm trying, not to trying to beat him. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, like, and I'll show you, I'm, I, I tell people I'm trying to be the best coach in the world. There's no, there's no competition being the best coach in the world. I'm trying to be the best coach my clients who trust me, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. Austin's clients, your clients, my clients, Lord's clients, those are 10 or those are completely different people, right? You know, and so it's, it's not, it's not my fault that they sign with you and not me, right? They just simply catch better chemistry and better uh, affinity to your methods or your voice or how you look, right? So we can't serve everybody, but as long as the people we are serving, we're serving a high level possible again with love with trust with integrity we're doing our jobs so do you think if i grew a beard like you that i would get maybe some of your clients man i, th- I think uh but you got four inches a uh, little, little drop with with the ice pick <laughs> at the bottom you'd be in a pretty good spot dude. and i'm out on that so if i start growing, <laughs> growing here like that we know i've gone down the wrong path with my bodybuilding things are not right I think love that kind of wrap up too, because ultimately our goal, um, and I think that our group of people, the people that we um, associate with most often or emulate more, um, it really is we think about not how great can we be as a coach, but it's how great can I be as a coach for you in this Mm -hmm. moment when I'm on the phone with you as the client and it's an individual thing, it's an individual time. And every time I'm interacting with one of my clients, I want to be the best client for that person ultimately. Right. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Can I add one thing. Yeah. So, so that that's great. What you said, but one thing I tell clients when they, before I sign on and as, as they coach me is like, our goal is the physique enhancement. You know, you hire me to get abs, to lose weight, to do all this stuff here. You know, that's great. That's going to be a, a byproduct of us developing you into yeah. a highly functioning individual, right? Yeah. That's our main goal. I, 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 we probably agree, sit down. Our main, our clients is to develop them. Well, what I say develop is because if I say build, there's an end date, right? Like I built my house, right? The house is done, right? Development mm-hmm. is a maturation process that never ends. You, you mentioned being 41, uh, 41, Ken, you know, you're 41. You have 41 years ahead of me in experiences, life experience, right? Like, you know, I've never had, I never lost a close loved one, right? I've never dealt with somebody who had addiction really close to me, right? You know, so it's like, this, this is a, a, a maturation process of us, but also for the client to develop them into, and when I say high function individual, all four pillars are built as high as possible. So, and that's going to overlap into their spiritual lives, their relationships, their career, their, their interactions, right? And, and and then they'll feel like, oh, wow, like I'm optimal every single day, you know? And, and guess what? I do get that. I do have the abs. I did I lose 20 pounds, right? So again, the core core core, core, um, core goal for every single client we encounter is to turn them or develop them into highly functional individuals. Yeah. Because what you and, see on the think is if, just a representation of what's happening on the inside. Exactly. And I think it. I think it's a key word is is discipline discipline across everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's the key. I think it, the more self aware you are, the more you can realize where you lack discipline. And then if you are you you have the right person to help execute the discipline in the various areas of your life, so that you become a whole person that provides value on a higher level. And, um, you know, I, I just, I've really liked this conversation, dude. It's fun. Well, and cause if not, if we just get that six pack and, and, and uh, 20 pounds, 
after three months, what happens? They gain it all back. And now they still fall into those traps they did before we started. And all the work we put forward just means nothing. You know, while if we develop 100%. a person, guess what? They're going to continue building topless results and build a self-awareness and build autonomy we're trying to create for them. Yeah, I told them, I think I tell all of my clients this at the end of like the call when they sign up with me. I'm like, I know everybody has a physique goal or, you know, whatever goal it is. Like I've had, you know, runners, I've had um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu clients, I've had, you know, bodybuilders. Yeah, I coach the spectrum. I mean, I, I love the bodybuilding side. It's not, it's probably 20% of what I coach, even though my Instagram probably looks like it's, that's all I coach. It's just because I love that stuff. Um, so ultimately, the statement that I say is at the end of this, because there will be an end. Yes. Because if you're always my co if you're always my client, I'm not doing my job. I want you to look back and be like, you know, the best thing I ever did was hire Kenneth. That's what I, that's what I want them to say. Because if that, if I've changed their life in such an impactful way, then I, that means more to me than the monthly fee. 100%. So. Yeah. Well, Jace, oh my gosh, we have taken up so much of your time already. And I feel like you have a lot more to do today. However, yes. um, hopefully, like Kenneth said, this has been a ridiculously good conversation. Um, hopefully we get to have you on again, because I just have a feeling there's a lot more to dig into um, and talk to you about. So hopefully we get to invite you back and you accept. Um, and this is maybe only part one of our conversations. So Thank you so much for coming on today, Jace. Is there anything you want to leave everyone with that we haven't said that's like top of mind? You're like, I got to say this before we go. Uh, I think I've said already with this self-development uh, portion, but um, if you want to follow me, I'm, I'm on Instagram at Jace underscore Lopez underscore. Uh, I have two other Instagrams for my, my business. You find that in my bio. And uh, if you want to uh, interested in, in doing a consultation or just having a conversation, uh, shoot me a DM or hit, hit the consult link and uh, we'll get started and we'll change your life. Sounds great. Absolutely. Hey everybody, all of our information will be in the show notes. Also, everything you need to know about Jace, well, not everything, but where you can find out everything will be in the show notes. Um, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful weekend, Jace. Thanks so much for coming. And we'll see everybody back here for episode, oh my God, 31, 30, 31. Have a great day, everyone.